Hello and welcome to the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that strengthen our faith and build stronger family connections. Please join us for today's podcast with our host, William Hemphill II, Pastoral Counselor. Hello, this is William Hemphill welcoming you to today's Faith and Family Matters podcast. Today I want to talk about the subject, Christianity, Community, Responsibility, and Sacrifice. Christianity, Community, Responsibility, and Sacrifice. This past week, I had the privilege and responsibility of doing a homegoing service for one of my parishioners. For me, it was quite a challenging experience because I was filled with many different emotions. Number one, I didn't know that the last service that my church had in the middle of March would be the last time that I saw this parishioner. She was doing well, in good health, and then approximately two and a half weeks ago while I was on a trip to take my daughter somewhere, I received a report. Her mother called and said that her daughter had COVID. She was doing fine at the moment, and then everything seemed okay. Approximately a week later, she had been placed in the hospital. And she went from the hospital into the ICU. And then unfortunately she passed away due to complications from the COVID virus. Six months. Six months, such a short time. I like to say we never know what tomorrow brings. And so in that, we understand that our time on earth is valuable and we should treat it as sacred and as a gift from God. Six months. The day of the service actually brought a ton of emotions for me. Three emotions that I experienced were happiness, sadness, and anger. Happiness, sadness, and anger. The happiness came for two reasons. One, as her, as her pastor, I knew that this young lady was a Christian. She had accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, believed in the saving grace of Christ, and her life showed this. She was faithful to her church and participated in the many of the outreach programs that we conducted at the church. But not only did she have a love for her church, she had a love for her community. I would say she had a special love 
for the police force in which her nephew served because she was always doing things for them and in many cases served as kind of a liaison between our church and the police department just learning to know what the needs were. She was always pushing the church to be more accepting of people who might have been different from the demographic that we served. She always felt that all people needed the love of Christ and needed to be able to experience it. And her life was a testimony to God's grace. So because of that, I was happy because I knew that she was in heaven at peace and was dealing with no more suffering. The second part of my happiness had to do with seeing my parishioners. I hadn't seen them since early March when we closed down due to the pandemic. Presently, I am not sure when we will open. We have received some direction from our bishop on some guidelines and things that are going on depending on what happens in our state. And presently, of course, our state has not met the numbers. I'm also aware of the safety of my congregation, as it is mostly an elderly congregation who, if exposed to the virus, it could be very dangerous and deadly for them. So we don't know when we're going to open. We're worshiping online, and we're worshiping via conference call. This particular service, homegoing service, was a graveside service. And because it was a graveside service, everyone social distanced and we all wore masks. We loved each other and we wanted to keep each other safe. But the truth of the matter is we did also miss seeing each other every Sunday every week. Family members who hadn't seen each other in a while were seeing each other at that service. And as I was there, while I was officiating and preparing to do the eulogy, I began to understand even more why some churches want to meet during this pandemic, and even understanding why some might defy orders from their state, because the need for fellowship and community is strong. The need for fellowship and community is strong within human beings. The need for safety and care is also strong. And one of the challenges of churches and all sorts of institutions is how do we balance the need for coming together in community the ability to worship the Lord, but also the importance of keeping safe. While I was experiencing the happiness of those two things, I also was experiencing my share of grief and sadness. I felt for my parishioner's mother who had also lost her husband earlier this year. I felt for her siblings and weep for her siblings, 
who have now lost a father and a sister in the same year. I grieved for my congregation because many of them had watched her grow up from a little girl to the adult that she became. I also grieved as a pastor because I thought about the next time when my church does open and I'm standing in the pulpit and I'm getting ready to deliver a message. I'll look on the left side of the congregation and I won't see her presence anymore. It's sad. It's tough. Can you imagine a family grieving but not being able to see her body? Can you imagine, as many people have experienced during COVID, having to watch someone die on Facebook or FaceTime, I should say, because you can no longer hold their hand? Can you imagine being the medical worker who has to stand in that stead all masked and gowned up, trying to be with people so that they don't die alone? I grieve in the midst of this too because for many years I served as a hospital and a hospice chaplain. And one of the philosophies we had as chaplains was we wanted people to have good deaths. Deaths where they had resolved all their issues. Deaths where their families could say goodbye. And deaths where if all possible, the person wouldn't have to die alone. COVID is so tough because many people are having to die alone. And it hurts. And in many ways, that was part of the grief that I was experiencing. Then there's this other emotion, anger. There's the anger that I felt then, and frankly, at times, I still feel. It is the anger that comes from having to live through what I would consider an unnecessary death. Unnecessary because by now most of us in the United States and around the world know the precautions needed to keep us safe during the pandemic. We know that if we socially distance at least six plus feet, some places are saying maybe 10 feet now, and that if we wear masks, we protect others from catching this virus. Notice what I said. We protect others. That means when I am wearing a mask, I am showing care and concern for the other people that are around me. Because wearing my mask protects you. And wearing your mask protects me. Here's the issue. 
my personal opinion. We as a country in many ways are showing ourselves to be selfish and uncaring toward other people. We are showing that we don't care for our mothers and grandmothers. We are showing that we don't care for our fathers and grandfathers. We are showing that we don't care for those with pre-existing conditions like diabetes, hypertension, COPD, and so forth, cancer, so on and so forth. We are showing that we don't care for those who face more challenges due to their social economic status in our society. What do we do with that? What do we do with that? What do we do when we show ourselves to be selfish? Because here's the thing. You might be perfectly healthy. 25-year-old person. You can go out. Maybe you catch the disease and you're asymptomatic. But then you go see your friends. A couple of them catch it. They're asymptomatic. But then one of them goes home to their mother. Their mother gets sick and dies. How would you feel if you found out you were the cause of that? That's what I'm talking about. Because this disease goes from asymptomatic to death and everything in between. And here's the thing. We don't know how it's going to affect each of us. We don't know when a vaccine is going to come. All we know is that if we wear masks and social distance, that we protect others. Another way of saying it is, I have to rely on you to protect me. You have to rely on me to protect you. That's why I've been so upset. I've been so upset because we're showing that we care more about our sports gatherings than our people. We care more about our big worship experiences than our people. Never mind that the early church worshiped in small gatherings and houses. We can still worship the Lord. We're showing that it's more important for us as people to have a good time than to help each other stay alive. This hurts. This truly hurts. People are dying unnecessarily, and that is a shame. And I feel, especially as people of faith who are supposed to demonstrate love toward others, that we can do better. We can do better. As churches, we can even still do community. We can do meetings, Bible studies, small groups, etc. via Zoom, via conference call. 
We can do like one church I know, who's several churches I know, who are worshiping in parking lots using radios and speakers. They are outside keeping distance and people are still worshiping the Lord together. We can do like the early church and gather in small groups in homes, keeping safety guidelines. In other words, we can still be community. We just have to adjust. Another way of looking at it is, are we stuck more in our traditions on how we worship the Lord than in actually worshiping the Lord? Because I think that's part of our challenge. We're stuck more in the traditional ways of doing things, and all COVID is doing is calling us to do some things differently. We can still do community, and all of us can still have responsibility because our responsibility is to care for others. Loving our neighbors as we do ourselves. What does that mean? It means taking the necessary precautions in order to keep others safe. Yes, we have freedom in this country, but with freedom comes responsibility. And in this case, I believe that being responsible means that we care for others. Finally, I want to talk a little bit about sacrifice. To sacrifice means to give up something you want for the greater good. To give up something you want for the greater good. I'll be honest. I don't want to wear a mask. It was tough officiating a ceremony and preaching a eulogy wearing a mask. But I did this so that the family could be safe. It was hard not hugging all over people and parishioners and people I hadn't seen in six months. But we did it so that we could be safe. Our hospital workers expose themselves every day caring for people infected by this virus. But they do it out of duty and sacrifice. In tough times like this, pandemics, it's a call for all of us to do some sacrifice. So the question then comes to us, what are we willing to do to sacrifice in order to help others? What are we willing to sacrifice in order for the greater good to come? And as Christians, I would dare say this, what are we willing to sacrifice as people of faith so that others can experience Christ by our love and our actions and not just our words? This is the challenge that I face. This is the challenge that you face. And this is the challenge that all of us face during this time. This is William Hemphill, pastor and mental health counselor, thanking you for joining us for the Faith and Family Matters podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. 
We hope that the show has been a blessing to you. If you would like more information on personal counseling, couples counseling, adoptive family counseling, or other products and services, please go to ffeonline.org. For questions about the show, please email us at faithandfamilymatterspodcast at gmail.com. 